I'm Matt Miller. This is Stick to Football. Trying to a new intro tonight. It caught me off guard. I know you said you were going to. And I Everybody wasn't ready has gotten for it. so used to the what's up. What's up, everybody? This trying is Matt something Miller. New. Trying something new. Just gonna go with the Johnny Cash hello. This is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports College Football and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Matt Miller. That's Natty Light, and that's Mellow. Yep. It's been one of those weeks. Coming week. off the road, getting back to the real job. It's a little stressful. So I'm just going to unwind tonight, and we're going to talk some football and tailgates, probably more drinking. Yep. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to go around the league with all the news and notes, a lot of Joey Bosa talk. Uh, we're going to preview and pick our games, read it correctly. And then if you missed it on my Instagram story, we were at LSU last week, and we had fun. We had a lot of fun. We celebrated the upset. So we're going to give you the top five podcast-appropriate stories from the tailgate. Okay, I'm going to have to change my list then, but that's all right. That's all right. I no, can go with let's this. Give them, let's give them the unrated version then. Let's give them the, the unrated top five tailgate stories from LSU. Well, we want to make sure that we put out a top five this week and it doesn't get doesn't cut. Get cut. That'd be great. So, and then I got mail. We, we have papers. your mail. People who sent draft on draft mail, we got it. And we also have your questions from Twitter and Reddit. It's going to be a fun show, Mello. Uh, let's get into the news. The biggest news of the week as it affects us, Nick Bosa says, not going back. No thanks. Getting ready for the NFL draft. We've seen guys do this before where they get hurt and they say, you know, I'm going to focus on the NFL draft. Um, I, I, I don't think that that's a poor decision when you are a projected top two pick. One? Yeah, the number one guy yeah. on almost everyone's board right now. So I'm all on board with it. Why would he come back? Like I know that they're in the college playoff hunt and that, that maybe they could get a national championship, even though that Alabama is clearly going to win this thing. He, he's got to look out for himself. So I'm on board with what he's doing. He's going to miss a lot of time anyway. Right, 10 so to 12 weeks. Maybe he comes back for the playoff or the bowl series or maybe even the big 10 championship but maybe he doesn't so he's going to spend all this time at ohio state thinking what if in class or you're just going to go ahead and hit the bricks right yeah and start getting ready because you know he was going to come out regardless and miles jack did this he got hurt at ucla uh knee injury and he said you know what i'm just going to go ahead and uh tap out and uh get ready for the draft try to get healthy uh, ultimately, you know, he got a they thought was a chronic knee injury, so he fell to the top of round two. I don't see that happening with Nick Bosa. I, I have an article coming out Friday morning in the Scouting Notebook. You can read it uh, in the BR app where I talk to a lot of people, and the general consensus right now is this guy's the top player in the draft, and the fits for him right now, the San Francisco 49ers would have the first pick in the draft. They would take him. I mean, they missed out on an edge rusher last year, so. And you know that they love to take these guys. Yes. Every other year, it seems like they take yeah. a guy, and Solomon Thomas isn't exactly panning out how they thought they, he would. So go ahead and bring in the best player available. You have your quarterback. You don't need to go there. So just get the best guy off the board. Right. And the New York Giants would be picked number two. We assume they'll take a quarterback. Justin Herbert probably goes there. Then you get into teams like the Indianapolis Colts. They could use an edge rusher. The Oakland Raiders. Some of our listeners Definitely. would be so ecstatic. If Bosa went to the Colts. Oh, yeah. Here's looking at you, Antha Oreo and Dan Barnes. I don't see it happening, though. I can't see him lasting to pick three. Honestly, can't. The only way he goes to the Colts is if they lose the most games in the NFL. It'd have to be a real messed up injury. Yeah. Coming from a guy that hasn't had a past injury history. So I think that he's safe. I He's going to go one or two. I think he's a guy that people could trade up for. You know, if you want a quarterback, you could move back and you could get lower draft picks. Because somebody's going to want Bosa. Yeah, and then the other side of that is if, like, the, as it is now, the Niners have the first pick, they're not trading out. They're taking this guy. There's no there's no way that you would ever consider passing up him for even Ed Oliver, in my opinion, or some of the other edge rushers in this class, like Cleveland Farrell or Brian Burns or whoever it might be. He's the dude that you take at one, and then you don't worry about it. His brother, like, so the, we talk in scouting a lot about, like, you look for indicators. Like, what are indicators of success? His brother, first-round pick. His dad, first-round pick. His uncle, first-round pick. His grandfather played five years in the NFL. His great-uncle played three years in the NFL. Like, that is an indicator of success. His talent, his athleticism, everything points to him being the number one guy in the draft. And you just look at what his brother is able to do already, and Nick Bosa looks better. 
He looks yes. thicker, and he's doing more on the field when he has been on the field. So take that plus a little bit more. That's what you're getting with Nick Bosa, and it's I expect him to be the one of the safest draft picks that we've seen in a very very yeah. long time. In most situations, the older brother is a little better. Peyton Manning, almost all of them except for the Millers me. and the Bosas. <laughs> Who are other good brother tandems actually? Who'd you say? Mannings, Mannings, the Longs, Us, the Longs, the McCordys, the McCordys, twins. twins, and 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 twins, the Griffins. The Griffins are pretty good ones, too. Multiple Griffins. Shipley's, McCoy's, McCoy's, going to Texas. Texas. (laughs) The Rackpos. Yeah, there's an endless list. Yeah. But I can tell you who's on top. It's me and you. (laughs) There is. The Mount Rushmore brother tandems. It's us. Uh, So I want to do something that you you asked me about the next uh, little bit of information I'm going to give you, and I I would not tell you because I want to play a guessing game with you. We haven't done these in a long time. Live reactions. Live reactions. If you watched season three of Last Chance U, you undoubtedly remember head coach Jason Brown. Uh, big guy. Bald, bald, white. Big mouth. Drinks scotch in his inflatable hot tub. Love it. Absolutely love it. Living the dream. So he was recently suspended. You'll see this on season four of Last Chance U. So he's suspended for a huge game. Rivalry game for them. What I want you to do, Mello, is I'm going to give you three guesses what he did to get suspended. And if you don't get it right, I'll tell you. First guess would be that it's treatment of a player. Like, I don't know if he put his hands on somebody, but that would be my you first guess. You think he guess. went like Bud Kilmer? Like <laughs> something. All right, all right, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, and nobody went. So that would be my first guess, that he put his hands on a player. Just based off what we saw last season, it looked like he was almost to that point. Okay, that was not it. That's good. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say drinking at the facilities. Ooh, that's a good one. That was not it. Damn. Damn, that was a good answer. Okay. Last guess. Then it's got to be, he didn't hit somebody. No. It's not, and it's not like in that treatment of a player umbrella? Nope. nope. It's he, not he drinking? Didn't, he didn't lock anyone in an equipment shed or anything, so. The uh, refs? Did he go out of ref? That's it. So he went out of ref, got ejected, so he's suspended for a game. Didn't that happen to the last guy? Yeah. Too? Buddy? Yeah. Right. Is that his name? Yeah. I've seen some, I've been on some sidelines recently, and I've seen some refs take some just absolute shit. I've given refs some absolute shit. To be suspended, they always tell you. It's not, I mean, it's like an MLB umpire. It's like you got, you got one more. Yeah. And then everybody has a get back coach. How are you getting suspended as a head football coach for yelling at the refs? And it doesn't usually make a difference. You can plead your case and plead your case. They might give you one call, but then you're just going to piss them off, and yeah. you're not getting anything. Uh, him walking off the field, I watched the video of it. It's hilarious. Like you know, He's a big dude, and he's got that kind of gangster strut, and he's just like walking off the field. I'm waiting for him to just throw up the hand, you know, just to pull yeah, Earl Thomas and just poop. Uh, no, nah, um, it's amazing, and I'm, I'm glad you nailed it. I would have drinking at the facility would have been high on that list of my guesses. I just thought that the ref one was actually, it It was too easy. Yeah. And with the way that he treated his players last year, I really expected, like, it hasn't happened yet, but I think in his future, like, he's going to do some weird <laughs> or shit. Or a player's going to pop off and knock him out. Oh, yeah, and come at him. Yeah. I mean, the, and honestly, the player might lose. He is a big he dude. A big he's dude. got a temper. But I really thought that We've that heard would stories be. about NFL players doing that before, and I'm not going to go into story time, but we've heard the stories, and it usually doesn't sure? go well. I'm yeah. not naming names yet. That'll be in my book. Like, there will be a book a published tell-all. when I retire, and it'll be like, shit I couldn't tweet will be the name of the book. No one steal that. I want to copyright it now. And it will just be all the stories that I've told you guys when we're out drinking that I can't actually tell. Yeah, I would I would help you, right? I was about to say I would read it, but let's be real. No. Uh, no, I won't. But it would be cool because each page would just be like a tweet, you know? It'd be like 140, <laughs> 140 characters. characters and then turn yeah. the page. Right. It'd be like the size of a sticky note. Yeah. No, it would be like a full-size book. I want to get my money's worth. Okay, large print. Then. If are there are any book editors or, uh, you know, people who can get me a book deal. It's almost like a graphic novel. Yeah, it is. But of tweets. Just tweets. Yeah. I and mean, I know I, a lot of people say just thread it. No, I want to make some money off this. So yeah, yeah. Someone, you know, Penguin or Stephen King, I don't know who does these things. Someone, someone reach out. McGraw-Hill. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Those the are the only people I know. I don't, I don't know. I read everything on my phone these days. Uh, all right, more news. A player who last year at this time we were talking about had taken over college football and talk about a disappointing 2018 season, Khalil Tate at Arizona, and now he's hurt. But I was actually asked this on radio last week, and it, it's really got me thinking about it. Has any player in the country seen his stock, whether it's a draft prospect or as a college football player, plummet more in the last year than Khalil Tate? Man, I I don't think so. You even look at a guy like Stidham who is still up there in like draft talk. We saw his, at least it, for me, I had him as quarterback one going into the season, and his stock has really taken a hit. But Khalil Tate, as a college football player, as a draft prospect, he just has not done anything. No, and and, I really thought we'd see the development with Kevin right, Sumlin with someone coming in. going there. Maybe he should have ran the triple option. I know he came out and tweeted, it's like, I didn't come here to run the triple option. Well, maybe you should have because it might have looked better than what this does. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's out. Bryce Love, as we're recording Thursday night, Stanford plays tonight. Bryce Love is, uh, last time I saw it was questionable to play tonight. So that's another guy whose stock has been hurt by injuries this year uh, that were. Even he was a guy that had a lot to prove coming into the year. So I don't even think you could say that his draft stock plummeted because right. we really, I think he's still probably like a third round guy. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. One last note, buddy. Uh, Miami changing quarterbacks again for so some reason. Do they put the necklace on for that when you because it's a turnover at quarterback? Does I guess somebody so. get to wear the necklace? Yeah, that's how you announce <laughs> it. They just do it in the meeting. Rozier walks out with the necklace on. And I'm really disappointed in this. They go back to their senior quarterback. You are a two loss team. You're not going to the college football playoff. Yeah. You might not even win the conference or be in the championship. Write it out with your young redshirt freshman quarterback and see what he can do. Like, I know that you've lost some games and he looks but he's bad probably in your future. Exactly. Next year, he's your guy. Like, ride that out because what you've seen with Rogier isn't that much better. I mean, they lost to LSU and Virginia, they lost their first game and their last game. It's not like this is a horrible team. I mean, they're not, they're not great, but. It is a surprising move. I don't know why you're trying to salvage a season yet when this dude's gone after this year anyway. You might as well just see what you have in the young kid, uh, especially for recruiting, which is like very important this time of year. You're starting to recruit positions you're going to lose. I I know because these colleges are starting to reach out and be like, hey, who are we losing to the draft? And you know, honestly, I think that plays into the Arizona quarterback change too. I think that maybe they know Khalil Tate is unhappy with the way that he's been yeah. used or the with the university. So they're going to go with a younger guy, kind of like what Miami should be doing. See what he has to offer so you kind of know what you have going into next year. And Perry has got some looks early on this year, and I know that he just lost to Virginia, but he looked okay, and he has not been starting very many games. you got to give him some consistency and some confidence at quarterback. That is huge, especially for a redshirt freshman. Let these guys have some time to develop their skills. There's no way to sugarcoat this, Mello. Uh, we sucked at picking games last week. I got one game correct. We were bad. Last we week. were not good. And uh, I I'm, I don't know. It was Shit just, got weird. It's not good. Can't, I don't even know what else to say about it. We just Let's sucked. just move on. So, yeah. On we're to on the next Cincinnati. Game. <laughs> yeah, we're on. We're on. We're moving on. So, our record for the year is now tied at 22 and 13. It's a pivotal week. We're getting down to it. It's week eight. Yeah. They'll leave it on the field. It's fourth quarter. Late October here. So we do. there are some pretty good games this week. I had to dive in deep. I put the games in to some not top 25 ranked teams, but that's okay because there's a big one on slate. It's Michigan versus Michigan State. This has been a game that has been very important to the Big Ten, obviously, to the state of Michigan, and Michigan has not come out on top as many times as they want to. Not under Jim Harbaugh. And last time I checked, he is still coaching at Michigan, and they are playing very well. So it goes against uh, my better instincts here, but I am going to pick Michigan. I mean, they did beat Wisconsin. They did, and they do look very good so far uh, later in the season. I know they lost to Notre Dame, and I really thought Notre Dame sucked. It turns out they are a little bit better than what I thought. So I'm going to go with Michigan, even though they have to go to Michigan State. 
Now, where I do think they are going to struggle is with a guy named Felton Davis. Michigan got beat up by those big physical Notre Dame receivers, and Michigan State has another one. So hopefully he's healthy. I think he was listed as questionable, but hopefully he is healthy and he can get things going. I really do think this is going to be a very close game. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one, man. Michigan has definitely outplayed all our expectations, but as you've mentioned before, in rivalry games, Harbaugh has not been very good. So it's going to be an interesting one. Glad I don't have to pick it. Thank you for giving me the easy games this week. I really padded the schedule last week and thought I was helping you out, and you got one game right. So <laughs> yeah, I went one and four. Yeah, so, so my bad. Uh, Oklahoma at TCU. I don't like either school. So I'm to be upfront about it. I don't have anything against TCU, actually. Yeah, we had fun tailgating there. Well, and they weren't in the Big 12 for so long. Yeah. So they're like, no offense, they're not even like a Texas school oh. to me. That was probably oh. a bigger shot at them than I've it ever really taken was. at Tech or A&M. You're not even at Texas school. <laughs> Let me just fire up Twitter right now. Mello says Texas <laughs> Christian is not a Texas school. So uh, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. Uh, I, I just think that they're going to come out fired up. Uh, they are too explosive offensively. I mean, we, we've seen TCU in person. We've seen some tough games from them this year. I, I just don't think they have the personnel on defense to really slow down what Kyler Murray and those wide receivers are going to do. Yeah, I mean, we watched them struggle against Iowa State, and I know they've been playing a lot better. Obviously, Matt Campbell is amazing, but this is Oklahoma, and now they are, hopefully, they should be refocused. So I agree with you. I'm not picking TCU. <laughs> On to uh, my next game. I think it's a very easy game. Anytime oh, Alabama yeah. is on the schedule, I'm picking Alabama for the rest of the year. Maybe the rest of the show and ever. Probably at least next year as well. <laughs> as long as Tua is at quarterback and Nick Saban is the coach, they might not lose a game. And I'm not even joking. So I'm going to say I know that Tua got banged up last week. I don't think that's big news. We haven't talked about it. And I don't. I don't think it is relevant. I think he is going to play. And even, even if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> exactly, right. Jalen Hurts can also beat Tennessee easily. So if I'm Nick Saban, which I wish I were, if I get <laughs> if I get up when I get up by twenty, I'm putting to his ass on the sideline. Get him out of there. You don't need him. You will still win. There's no reason risking the national championship for a game against Tennessee. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, another team that shouldn't risk it to get that biscuit, Clemson. You got a quarterback's been banged up a lot lately, and this is a tough game. NC State goes to Death Valley. I, I love NC State. I, I don't know why. I just have like an affinity for this team. I, I feel like they are always well coached. They're great on the defensive line, especially with some of those guys they had last year, with like Bradley Chubb and, and BJ Hill. They don't have those guys this year. And slowing out Clemson is a different animal, especially when you have to play in Clemson. So I got to take the Tigers. And I think that's an easy one, too. Like, honestly, they're still a very good team. Even with the banged-up Trevor Lawrence, I think they'll still be very successful. So, easy pick there. I want to do say one thing while we're talking about that part of the country. Last week, we did this show, and we were in a bit of a hurry because we had to get to Baton Rouge. And we picked the West Virginia game, and we did not sing Country Roads. And as we were driving— it's been tearing you up. As (laughs) we were driving to Baton Rouge, I went, fuck, we didn't sing Country Roads. I bet West Virginia loses. Yeah, that's, and they I lost. will vouch for that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, West Virginia fans. It's my fault. Yeah, and we even talked about how badly we wanted them to win wanted and be it undefeated. It's and my fault. It's that damn stick to football curse. Like it's real. We talk positively about a team, and then they just go on. And Except they, for Alabama. Yeah, they're yeah they're curse proof. Yeah, they are. They have. They're the not eating our rat poison. That <laughs> yeah. is what they're doing yeah. in Alabama. So. But I just wanted to formally apologize to the greater West Virginia area. Yeah, and all Appalachia, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Next game for me, taking it back to the SEC, Mississippi State at LSU. After being in Baton Rouge, I don't know that I would ever pick anyone to go in there and win. I wanted to bring that up because my dumbass said on the podcast while we were standing at LSU that I don't really think the crowd's going to be that much of a factor. Ooh, Holy yeah. God, I'm dumb. <laughs> And it's it not was. just the crowd; it's the whole atmosphere outside of that the stadium. That is a huge stadium. It is. I've it's been in gigantic big stadiums before. That place is intimidating. Yeah, and it just it has that atmosphere and right. just an aura of like. Did you catch them chanting? By the way, the students suck that tiger dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, never yeah, heard that before. They, were they the school that got fined? Yeah, 
Yeah, I never I heard mean, that one. That weekend got away from us a little bit, and we're going to talk about it in our top fives. But I definitely remember that and being like, wait, what are they saying? Yeah. Give it another listen. Okay, uh, yeah. Yep. Suck that tiger dick, bitch. Yeah. Like, all right, that's yeah. that's a good chant. I like you it. You never like heard that it. one before. I don't yeah. know if it's worth the $20,000 that they got hit with. But... They got hit with a hundred grand for storming the field. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, it was worth it. I stormed to the bar when LSU won. Especially <laughs> yeah, the students aren't the ones paying it. Like, they're not going right, to up right, tuition right, yeah. and put a fine on that. There's so. a GoFundMe, I'm sure. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> they got that, that money. They probably made 100000 off that game. So, whatever. Oh, easy. Yeah. And they're going to beat Mississippi State this weekend, too. I think that defense is just too good. Devin White in person is unreal. And I don't know if and it I don't know if it was the Natty Lights or that we played. I don't want to. Never mind. I don't want to jump ahead. I don't know how much of the drinking it was, but Devin White looked incredibly fast and, I and think, fluid and instinctive. And like you said, Delpit is a stud. Yeah. And that defensive line does a great job of keeping him clean. They don't yeah. they don't get the credit they deserve. And maybe they don't have the prospects yet because he is a big one. Yeah. But they do a great job of keeping him clean and letting him and use his Mississippi speed. And against Mississippi State, you're going to have to because you have Kylan Hill and you have Nick Fitzgerald. They're both very good runners. Yeah. Well, White's going to tear up Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's probably going to be a bad deal. That's a, It's a game that I do want to watch, but I just think LSU is too good right now, and I know that we're talking positively about them. So they'll probably lose. And, but I think they're a legit playoff contender. If yeah. something were to happen in Alabama, or that they can, at, that game is at six o'clock Saturday. So give right. the kids a little Nyquil because they have a cold. It's and a night let's game. Watch some football. Night game in Baton Rouge. They get a night game. Yeah, we could Mississippi State, but you can't put Georgia on at night. I would not have lived to see a night game. No, I would have watched it from a hospital bed. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have ever seen it. You would have watched it with Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, next game for me, Colorado. Oh, no, Oregon at Washington State. Spoiler alert. Um, I, I have to pick the Ducks. Washington State is, they ha- they're they the worst defense I've watched all year. I, and I feel like I've watched a lot of D1 teams. Washington State is the worst defense. Herbert should have his way. Dylan Mitchell should have his way. I mean, this is, it's a blowout. I'm glad you gave me this one because this is the easiest fucking game we've picked all year. Yeah, so I uh, I agree with you, too. I don't think it's going to be that great. This is actually a top 25 matchup, though. Somehow, Washington State, they're just doing a little bit. I think they just get some credit because who their coach is. I agree. It's like, oh, he's still their coach. He says some crazy shit. He's shit. a pirate. Let's put him yeah, in the top He gets 25. attention, so whatever. Next game for me, um, Maryland at Iowa. This Maryland team, watching them play Texas and seeing who Texas is now, I really thought that they were going to be a pretty impressive team. But they're just, they're not that great. I think they did a really good job of rallying around their assistant head coach at the time and ignoring those distractions. But I think moving forward off of week one, it's just been too much for them to overcome. Yeah. And I know there's talk of Durkin coming back and the parents aren't happy. So they shouldn't be. You can't go into Iowa and be unfocused. No, hell you're no. going to show up with distractions on your mind and then you're going to go get dressed in a pink visitor's <laughs> locker room. Right. That's a good way to catch an L in Iowa City. Oh, I love Iowa City. I can't. Uh, we're starting to map out the tailgate tour for next year. And Slash I'm like, Cedar Rapids. Yeah. How do I get back to Iowa City? Uh, it's going to happen. Basta. Was that the name of the Italian place we went to? Uh, that was my rough tailgate trip, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> that was a night. Uh, someone from Iowa City, please let us know. Those college kids that gave us the recommendation yeah hopefully you're listening and we I, did our job i followed all of them on twitter that moment like right there do you remember that and i tweeted out a thank you no not really yeah that was your rough tailgate that's where the epic picture of me carrying the 18 pack of natty for <laughs> just myself was from that was from iowa oh that was a great win day. in rome yeah great day colorado at washington i'm finally ready for it I love the Buffs. I feel like I talk them up every time I get to pick their game. I think Washington is, they're going to have Miles Gaskin back. I think they're just a little too much in the secondary with Byron Murphy and Taylor Rapp. This is a very good team, Washington is. I don't think they've probably gotten enough credit, uh, definitely not from us, but probably nationally even, uh, as a team that, I mean, they can still spoil some some people's seasons. I know they're 15 now. Um, We thought maybe they'd be a top five team. When the season began, but I think they're just too much for Colorado. Yeah, and I uh, agree with you there. So next game for me is a team that I, for some reason, always give myself and you give me them too. Auburn. Auburn Tigers. They're going to Ole Miss 
and I am not going to get trapped in this again. I am not picking You're Auburn. Not? I am not. I am going against it. What? I think going to Oxford is a tough place to play. And I've watched Auburn struggle against teams that get after the quarterback. And if you look at the other side of the football, they cannot shut down people on offense. Ole Miss has some of the best wide receivers I've ever seen at the college level. Well, one has a broken I, neck I now. know DK Metcalf <laughs> is not playing, but I still think that A.J. Brown is a legit a threat to be the number one receiver taken. I think we've also slept on him a little bit because he's been quiet, because he's sharing the spotlight with DK Metcalf. But they also have Braylon Sanders, who's a very good receiver as well. And their quarterback, whose name I can't pronounce. Jordan. 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 Jordan, Jordan T. He's mobile enough and can do enough with the football that I think he's actually going to give this Auburn defense some fits. And I'm going to pick well, Ole Miss. There it is. The upset special from Mello Esquire. Stanford at Arizona State. Duh. Just <laughs> duh. There's no way I'm picking our Herm Edwards team against Stanford. There's really? It's no at way. Arizona State, I don't though. care. The only thing to do at Arizona State is go to Mill Street and drink beer. There's, like That's not intimidating to me as a football fan. Like, oh, damn, we got to go to Tempe. Like, that people vacation there. That's Maybe a, it'll be hot still or something. It probably will be. Probably will be. Our mom's actually there. So if anybody sees old Mama Miller walking around this weekend, uh, toss she her a beer. city council work in Phoenix? <laughs> toss her a beer. I don't know if it's probably like a city council convention. Do they do this? They should. They I definitely should. I don't know why. I think she's going for work. But anybody sees Mama Miller, toss her a beer. She's like, hey, Mom, stick to football. All right, the top five this week is a fun one, and Mello and I generally go to dinner on Thursdays before the show to kind of game plan, and tonight we had to like stop talking at dinner because we were giving away so many of the tailgate stories that we have for y'all tonight. Top five tailgate stories from LSU, and just a reminder, if you hear these stories and you're like, God damn, that sounds fun, November 10th in Joplin, Missouri, we're tailgating. November 24th, Columbus, Ohio, we're trying to figure out because of the morning game if we're going to tailgate, but we are going to have an event, whether it's pregame or postgame. Come hang out with the Stick to Football crew. Everyone in Baton Rouge will vouch for us. It's a good time. Well, and you're going to find out right here on the show with our top fives because we didn't really get to really recap what happened at the tailgate. And part of that reason was because we had to do some recapping ourselves and be like, okay, what did happen? What do we remember? Because the day just kind of got out of hand. A I'm little bit. still feeling. Filling in the blanks. Yeah, there are some blank spots. It's like uh, reading a comic book. Yeah. Like you see the picture of what happened. Right. You don't really fully grasp it. I feel like that movie Memento. Never watched I should have post-it notes. So I was just telling some of our friends that this is how Baton Rouge ended for me. I woke up Sunday morning in a La Quinta Inn, fully clothed, Wallet in my pocket, watch on, boots on, knife in my back pocket, contacts in, covered in sweat, and needing to pee like I had been a bear in hibernation. From there, holes. Anybody that watched that Instagram live knew, I think, immediately that things got out of hand, at least on your part. You didn't even tell us that you were going on Instagram. Like, there were, there was a driver, me in the Thank front, God. and then you and our buddy Austin in the back carrying stuff. And next thing I know, I'm talking just small talk with the guy, and then I hear you going on Instagram, and I'm like, what is going on right now? Is he really going to Instagram live? This is one of the drunkest I've ever seen him. And sure enough, yep, you did. So, And then we just had to recap some different stories that happened, and we're going to share with let's, you what we do remember. Top five Top five moments for me, number five is going to be the breakfast drinks. We started off early. We've talked about it before when we were covering tailgates. I went with the screwdriver early on in the morning, and I also found an energy drink that I actually like. Yes. So I don't drink Red Bull. I don't drink Monster, and I haven't even tried them in, I would say, 10 years. I just don't like them. There's something about them. And then I believe it was our buddy Adam it's like, no, you, you have to try these new ones. They're called Bang. Called Bang. And there's all these different flavors. And I was like, okay, I give a shot. I give, I give them another shot. And I did, and boy, howdy. Yeah. They hit me <laughs> hard and almost immediately. Yeah, they're good. It was like I took an IV just right to the vein and instantly. I even told him, I was like, these are hitting me really hard already. This day is going to get shitty. And it did. 
Sure uh, enough. Cool thing about those, no calories, because I'm, I'm on the diet. Y'all know, you've heard me talk about it. No calories, no carbs, no dye, uh, no sugar. They also have creatine in them and yeah. amino acids. So I'm going to be ripped in no time. You look stronger. If my heart can keep up. Yeah, yeah. Your heart's also growing at the same rate because it's a muscle. <laughs> yeah. But breakfast drinks were fun. I went with uh, a Bloody Mary just to even out from the night before a little bit. And then... Uh, my dumbass forgot to eat all day, which is why you saw the Instagram live. Well, and then I don't even know. How, did we even talk to Connor about why he was late? Nope. Like, he was our food guy. And he was he was late. <laughs> and he was a little bit late. A little late. With the Chick-fil-A. I so never got to eat any of it. I got to eat like five mini chickens. And then Jesse was like, no, it's time to go. We have to record. And yeah. I had like two in my mouth. I was like, <laughs> well... What are you going to do? I'll swallow this and then we'll get going. Yeah. Number five for me, uh, we had our guy Jacob Hester on and he was, he was a good interview. We had a lot of fun. And then after the interview, it was better. Like just telling stories about like, you know, his official visit to Texas and like, why didn't he go to Texas? Cause he thought this guy named Adrian Peterson was going to commit there. And he was like, you know, I'm pretty good, but I've seen him play. I'm not going to the same school this guy goes to. Yeah. Talking about being the last white running back to rush for a thousand yards in the SEC. Like I just had a blast catching up with him. I've done his radio show for years. So just getting to finally meet up in person, which that's why I love the tailgates is like you talk to these people online or do their like it, with him doing media, but you finally get to like just hang out in person. And like, exactly. Yeah, he was great too. It was great to be able to meet him. And he was, he was able to like take the shit that we were giving. I try to almost make the guys that we're interviewing feel uncomfortable. It's like, I want to just him. get to the real you yeah. or I want to piss you off. Like we're going to find some personality here. And it's going to be one of those. And he was able to take it like me talking shit on LSU quarterbacks. Like he just ran with it. And then standing around afterwards, I think he finally saw our sign and was like, Oh shit. This is a podcast. I could have yeah. said fuck. <laughs> yeah. So and he, then he like, was like so worried about it. He's like, you have to tell your listeners, like, I'm not this boring. Yeah. So he's not. He's not. I will vouch for Jacob Hester. He's <laughs> actually a very interesting dude. And he had some great stories to tell. Uh, we should have hopped on like Instagram with him. Oh, we should have. Next time. Next. Yep. yep. Number four on my list is I'm going with the drives. It was, it's actually kind of nice now that we're not in the moment to be able to drive somewhere <laughs> with two of your friends. And just bullshit. We had 10 hours of driving, a couple days worth. It was very nice. And then also, the crew that hooked us up, I don't want to say the wrong name because I don't remember the company. Block Party. There you go. Uh, The fact that they pick all of your stuff up for you and take it to your area is amazing. And then they give you rides to and from, again, as you saw on Instagram. (laughs) But the fact that they will come pick you up in a cart was fantastic. Yeah, I do kind of remember the guy in a golf cart being like, you need a ride and being like, yes. And I think I was standing on our cooler because I think our cooler went in the back of his golf yeah. cart. And I believe I was standing on it, which has to be against the law. So let's backtrack a little bit. Cause I just remembered something else. Oh shit. Do you, so after the game we were leaving and we went to get like our cooler and some of our other stuff. And since we were no longer in our tent, do you remember who was in our tent when we came back? Was there a woman breastfeeding? There were babies. (laughs) (laughs) The babies had taken over the stick to football tailgate. (laughs) Of course they did. And we stood there and talked to them for like five minutes. I opened up a bag of Doritos and was just talking to them. Two of the cutest kids I've ever seen. I remember giving them beer. The moms, (laughs) not the babies. Yeah. Yeah. So the babies took over the tailgate. (sighs) Happens to the best of us. It does happen. Also, a great moment, uh, as happens at tailgates. You're standing around, and our buddy Austin comes up, and he's like, guys, 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 David from The Bachelorette's here. And we're like, dude, you're fucking drunk. You know yeah, what I'm like, he's Why like, would he be here? No, he's here. And we're like, okay. So, you know, go team, we assemble. And we walk over, and I, you know, just strut into this Georgia tailgate. Like, walk up to the dude and be like, hey, I'm from Bleacher Report. We have a podcast. Big fans. He was so cool. He was super down to earth. Yeah. And being able to talk to him, I I think we're going to probably try to work something out and yeah. get him on the show. He was super cool. So all of our fans that are also fans of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, uh, I think there were times during the show where he came off as uh, not a very great person. Like he was attacking like the other guys. Like yeah, and I stuff didn't get like that. that. And I did not get that vibe from him at all in person. He was super cool to talk to. 
Uh, he like didn't seem like like he was better than us or snooty or anything like that. He took time to just be a real person, and it was it was great. I it was, felt like he was as much a fan as we were. Yeah, yeah, and and he's a football fan, so right. we will get to uh, tie that into all the questions that I want to ask him I about the wait. Bachelor. Can't wait. Got his number. Just want to say. <laughs> just want to remind everybody. He's in my phone. It's David Bachelorette. <laughs> I'm going to need that number yeah. just so I can I have Colton and David. Um, slowly but surely. <laughs> We're going to knock out that whole season. What was her name? Becca? Fuck you, Becca. I got her number. <laughs> <laughs> you like apples? Yeah. How you like them apples? Well, I got his number. <laughs> I need to text him, actually. Yeah, okay. Next guy that was at our tailgate, and I honestly, I did not black out for hours like other people did, but I do not remember the backstory for this. I do. I just remember that there were some guys walked up to us and we were sitting there, sitting around, talking to them for a while. And then I think all at the same time, we realized this motherfucker has one shoe on. He is standing there barefoot and then a shoe. Yeah. How does that happen? So I do remember this backstory because this is about when things just stopped for me. He stepped in water and got one shoe and sock wet. So he hung it up to dry. Hung up his shoe to dry. Yeah. Because that, it takes five minutes. Right. I was like, why didn't you take both of them Exactly. Off? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, you, nope. if you get your shoe wet, you either tough it out, yeah. you keep both of them on, or you lose both shoes. Yeah. Walking around with one shoe on, you're like the caddy shack, right? Or caddy from uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. There was also a Georgia fan, and he had his jersey said Miller, and he was missing a tooth. So I spent a lot of time talking to him. I don't remember him at all. Yeah, he was interesting. Huh. It sounds like yeah, it. he was yeah. interesting. We He's talked about moonshine for days. a long time. Yeah. So huh. you'll remember. Just wait. It's gonna it's come kinda to coming back yeah. to me. Like you said moonshine. It was like, okay, I was in on that yeah. conversation. You're gonna remember it like in three days, be like, Oh shit. <laughs> that did happen. Uh speaking of uh weird guys at the old tailgate, we came back from a a game of beer pong, and there was a gentleman that I believed was dead laying in front of our tailgate. Yeah, so... He had puke on his shorts, and he was... I thought he was dead. I checked vitals. Okay, yeah, so we walked up, and we saw the gentleman laying on the ground, and his buddies were even like, $5 to take a picture with him. Yeah, they were charging. people were doing it. Yes. And so we got we did in it. on it... Uh, for a little and then we actually like stood up and we surveyed the situation. It was like, wait, is this guy alive? That thought literally crossed oh, yeah. my mind. Is he still alive? I don't want to be the guy that just took a picture and With then, a dead body. Like we should check on I don't know how. We need to figure out did <laughs> yeah. someone die at the tailgate? If we did, we got we have pictures. a photo of him. So But I was checking for like, okay, is his chest rising and falling? I kissed like, him to make sure he good. was not cold. And they started pulling on his arms to try to stand him up. And I'm like, oh, my God. That almost yeah. sobered me up. Yeah. And then he oh pops up like the fucking know, Undertaker right? with an axe. And is like, hey, hey, good day, mate. Yeah. How, how are you? <laughs> right. How are you? Okay. He was Australian. No idea where right. he was. None. It was Super amazing. friendly. Loved Super yeah. friendly. Hugged though. him. Took pictures yeah. together. Like, and sent him on his way. Yeah. <laughs> Him having an accent was the, like, Georgian losing was the surprise of the day. The dead guy having an Australian accent was, like, second biggest surprise for me. Right. Like, we heard a lot of accents down there. The one that I didn't expect was an Australian one. Yeah. Out of a guy wearing a Georgia football t-shirt. And, like, seersucker shorts and was dead. Dead to the world. Ah, Not Moving. Those pictures will be in my my book that I talked about earlier. Definitely, uh, definitely. Number two moment uh, for you. Go ahead. Number bad. two moment for me was an unexpected one. Uh, we went to the bar, like Matt said, and we were around with a bunch of the LSU fans. Bogies, if you're ever there, check it out. Yes, and definitely. And there's a new bar opening. I don't remember the name of it, but that Dead is poets. That is where we will be going. I don't even know. How do I know that? Honestly, no idea. But that is where we will be going next year with our buddy Christian. Standing around at the bar, and I believe it was his girlfriend, was giving, like, shots and food and everything. It's oh. like, here, you have to try this. Try this drink. Take this shot. It's like, okay, you are hosting. You are doing a great job. And at one point, she just surprised me, and she's like, here, eat this. I thought it was bacon. So I put it in my mouth and I take like two or three bites. And I'm like, what is this? It's like slimy bacon. And she goes, that's alligator. 
And I'm like, oh <laughs> God, what do I do with this? Like I'm I'm weird on textures. I would have been cool if she was just like, here, this is alligator. But if you've ever had it, the texture of alligator is super fucked up. I had to ask you tonight <laughs> in like one of the probably 15 most serious questions I've ever asked you. Did I eat the alligator? <laughs> like, I, I have no idea. No, you did not. But it was the, more the fact that she just surprised me with it, and I was just so on board. It's I had like, someone here, try this. I turned my head, and I ate it. So where we're from, uh, people do that with mountain oysters, which are basically fried bull testicles. I had someone do that to me in high school. It's like, oh, hey, try this. And I'm eating it. And it's like, oh, it's pretty damn good. Because they, they cut it, so it's not to just our a high ball. school. You have it's just like, I mean, it looks like a, I don't know, like a fritter. You know, almost. And you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like throwing down on these things, being like, you know, 16, you're always hungry. And I ate like eight bowls worth of nuts. It was great. Uh, it wasn't yeah. the last time either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just trust what you said. All right. Uh, number two moment for me. One of the coolest things that I think we were able to do, and we were, we we advertised this. We have, a, we have an extra ticket. And we had a fan fly down from Boston, Roman, our boy Roman Thomas. Off Wait, what was his name? Roman, not Ruben, Roman, <laughs> Roman. We found your hotel. Sorry that Roman. Matt called you Ruben all day. Yeah. Uh, After messaging you and seeing about your road name. trip. Uh, so Roman flies down and we're like, okay, we got to give this dude a ticket. He flew down from Boston. So we got to hook him up. Turns out, uh, thanks to some homies, we had another extra ticket. And one of the coolest moments was being able to walk up to a dude who had been there tailgating with us for Hours. All day. He was All, he was in line with us that's right. to drop off his stuff. We were this, with this dude from 8 o'clock until 2 o'clock for you and I to be able to walk over and be like, hey, man, we got an extra ticket. Yeah. So Phil, being able to give our bill, our buddy Phil a ticket, uh, and, and he brought us into his tailgate. That's one of my, like, I love that about tailgates is, like, you, you start out with your group, and then your group merges with another group, and you just become, like, a big, like, cult of tailgaters. So to merge with that LSU tailgate, a lot of fun. And that is my actual number one. So I'll just segue right into it, is the fan interaction. So uh, we already talked about Christian, who hosted us at a bar, and he's opening up a new great one right next door to Bogies. And then you have Roman, who flew down from Boston just to hang out. You have Adam, who drove over from Mobile. Austin, who went with us. Phil in the tailgate that he threw because we joined forces yeah. with that tailgate and he had some kind of gumbo. And I honestly think that's the difference in you blacking out and me like rallying all day long is I ate his you gumbo. Ate Phil's gumbo. There was something Damn about it. it that was amazing. Why didn't I? Where I don't know I? what kind of meat it was because that is where I was at at that point. But I believe it was some kind, maybe chicken with some rice. I don't even know if that's gumbo. Could be wrong, but it was delicious, and I got to have some more of it. I just, I don't understand where I was when this happened. And who was the, there was another kid there, too. Luke. Luke. And right? his dad. Luke I talked his dad. to his dad, Austin and I both did, for a good 10 minutes. I swear on my life, I didn't understand a single word was he like his father Cajun? said. Super Cajun. <laughs> ah, like, yeah. That dude goes gator hunting. Yeah. So he just kept smiling at me and not exactly. talking to me. It was like, yeah, this dude, yeah, this dude lives in a swamp. We had like this yeah. mental connection. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't understand a goddamn thing you are saying right now, but I don't think he did for me either. We even talked about it. Like, yeah. this dude thinks I have the most fucked up accent in the world. He doesn't know what I'm saying, but he knows I'm He's smiling. He's like French Cajun. Like, <laughs> he and Ed Orgeron are friends. Yeah, but they were sure. they were, were so nice. Like I agree with you, man. And uh, shout out to like I mean Connor and Jesse and Whiskey like coming in from all points important New York and LA. Like we had a blast. Um, number one for me. Number one moment of the weekend. And there were so many that we didn't get to the the bar we went to where anytime LSU scored they jumped on the bar and start pouring fireball just out the bottle. The tiger shot screwdrivers. I forgot about that. So much is coming back to me in this segment. Number one moment for me, uh, our boy Phil at his tailgate, they walk over, and he's like, word on the street is you guys are pretty good at tailgate games. Uh, that's pretty true. Pretty true. So they split us up, though. They won't let us be on a team, Mellow, because we're too fucking good. So they put you on a team, me on a team, for a little beer pong. Yeah, they did. How'd that turn out for everybody? Your team won, but I would like to say of the regulation cups on the table, there are six on a side. 
right? Did we play we played 10, ten cup? I feel like I cleared seven of my team's cups. I was not missing. And I'm like, and they played with Yingling, which not a fan of. I just want to throw that out there. No offense, you want to sponsor us, we'll do it. I was hitting. And I don't remember my teammate's name. He was tall and he had an LSU shirt on, and I appreciate him. But he held me back a little bit. I will tell you, it was me and Phil together, and we won. I think we won pretty handily. I don't remember you guys missing a lot of shots. I don't remember drinking a lot of beer. I do. Because I were I was trying to help my teammate out, so anytime you guys made one, I drank it. I will tell you, the, it was a good day. I'm usually not that good at beer pong. That was the quickest game of beer pong I've ever participated in. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, was, it was there weren't a lot of misses. I honestly think I went seven for ten on throws. I would concur. And I honestly, I'm not even trying to toot my own horn. I think Adam can back it up because he was over there watching too. I think Phil, he can. I was on fire. It was NBA Jam there. I was Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant combined. Here's what I want to do. I want to find out what it will cost to fly Phil up for the Pitt State Missouri Southern tailgate. Uh, To Joplin? A lot. From Baton Rouge? It's going to be like three grand. It's going to be worth it. Just drive. Let's get old Papa Coon up here. Oh, man. He told some fishing stories, yeah. too. Oh, shit. I wish I could remember him. They were we good. We need to get him up. Yeah, we well, yeah, or get him to call in or something. Well, he was talking it. about, like, fucking tuna <laughs> fishing. And just weird shit off the coast. Oh, yeah. We got to talk to Phil again. All right. It is draft on draft time. Got some natty lights open. And we have mail. Actual. You've got mail. Physical mail. Uh, I came into the office today and I had two letters on the desk. What? So what? We got one typed. One, one is typed. Handwritten with a hand. He signed it per, with his hand, like the and president. It. The other. This is a very official letter, Antha Oreo. The other is double space handwritten. Okay, it's so it's scaring me from across the room. Yeah, it looks like a ransom note. I want someone to send us like they cut out like Newsweek letters I and don't. you send it. Send us a draft on draft ransom note, please. I want to see it. That would be great. It's gonna be so I'm gonna, weird. I'm gonna stick these on the wall. Yeah, just good luck because that's brick. Brick. <laughs> we have other walls. All right. First one. Hey guys, got a question about the new transfer rules. When a player informs the school that he's transferring, does he get to stay at the school until the term is up, or is it equivalent to them leaving the school completely? Like, is Kelly Bryant still practicing with the team, or is he on his own? Love Scott Etheridge at Scott Etheridge one. P.S. Let's fucking go. Um, I I don't know the rules, but I would guess that, that would be a very awkward situation. So once you say you're leaving, you are yeah, done. You usually, I'd say at least with the football team. Yeah. Usually I, you withdraw from school. There was a thing with Kelly Bryant where it was like for the moment he was still enrolled, um, taking classes. So the the weird thing is you want to remain eligible. So you have to take your classes, but it is kind of like a – it could go either way, right? Like a catch-22. Right, and I would say that I don't even know if you want to get into, like, official rules, but nobody's going to stay around for that. They're going to just hop ship as soon as they can just to avoid the awkward situation. No right. no judgment It's like there. if you lived with a girl and broke up with her, you're not going like, yeah, to, like, continue You're not waiting together. for that lease right, to— Right, right, You're just going to go ahead and, and maybe this is the best for both of us if we just exactly. call it. Call it like it is. All right. Next question. Next letter. Hashtag draft on draft. Simple question for you this week, fellas. Will Andrew Luck ever win a Super Bowl? Side note, I'm really hoping you guys continue to tailgate tour next year as I'd love to see you guys come to a Stanford game so I can meet y'all. Also, I could probably be pretty competitive with Matt at Cornhole, and I could definitely beat either Matt or Mellow at Beer Pong. Cheers, guys. Anthony Oreo. Well, Antorio didn't see us play beer pong You're this wrong. weekend because he wouldn't be running as yapper. Well, we're pretty good. Yeah, we are. Just get um, on a flight. November 10th. Yeah. Joplin Moe. We at an airport. And Matt's got an extra bed. Uh, nope. Awful. <laughs> uh, Austin and Jared Brown are staying with me. So, oh. uh, nope, I don't. Oh, well, he can find you a couch. We have hotels. Anyway, back to the question. Uh, You can stay with Matt. Will will Andrew Luck win a Super Bowl? I I think so. You look at one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league right now, I think you could say that, yeah, he will win a Super Bowl. Although I will say that I think the time is kind of ticking for him. He is getting up there in age. Yeah. 
And you look at the Super Bowl teams, and I know that we've talked about it before, I think, on the podcast. Really, you want to try to get your Super Bowl window when your quarterback is on a rookie salary. Yeah. Andrew Luck is not. He is not on a team-friendly deal. It's hard for them to go after uh, free agents and build a team around a guy who's taking up so much of your cap. It's it's very hard to do. Even like yeah. Tom Brady takes salary reduction almost every year so that they can bring in some extra pieces. And he's one of the only quarterbacks to do it, and, and that's why he's won so many damn Super Bowls. Yeah, Luck's 28. So, I mean, and with the injuries he's had, you don't expect him to play till he's 41 like Tom Brady. I'm actually going to say he never wins the Super Bowl. I think he is destined to be a Philip Rivers type type quarterback where we yeah. always talk about how good he is. Dan Marino just can't win a Super Bowl. So, uh, sorry to break your heart, new Colts fan at the Oreo, but or new, new Stanford fan. My bad. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I just I don't. It's going to be very difficult, and they've struggled to put any teams together, even when Peyton Manning was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question, a Mich- Michigan fan. At Brady Wing 52, where does Shea Patterson project right now? Should he stay for another year? Um, pr- projects right now, I would say day three, yeah, maybe. Maybe somebody takes a flyer in the second round late or I trades back in. think you go more toward that he should come back. I definitely agree with that one. Uh, I just I haven't seen enough from him. He struggled early, so but I do think he's a guy that could be a candidate for comeback next year and then do something great and go to the senior bowl. I think what people forget is he's small. He's, he's very small. Listed at 6'2", 205. And, and that's he, still a thing. I know Baker Mayfield got picked first overall. That's still something you have to overcome as a quarterback Right, is being small. Baker Mayfield was a Heisman winner and did almost everything perfect last year, and the Browns were drafting number one. Yeah, I, You're not going to get that perfect chaos to land you at number one. Ooh. Perfect chaos. You like that? That's good. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I like that. New stick to football t-shirt. Hashtag perfect chaos. That really is a good tagline for us. Oh, well, and it really is. Is that's perfect what chaos. happened? Like the stars aligned for Baker Mayfield to be picked over first overall. There's a guy that tweets me every morning when a stick to football comes out, and he's like, "Another episode talking shit about Baker Mayfield," and it's like. Yep. Well, yeah, every Friday. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's every episode. As Connor would say, I'll die on that hill every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as Connor would say, it's leg day. Uh, he Connor would never say that. Uh, I I think go back to school is definitely the way to go for Shea Patterson. Uh, next one from at Justice Straub is Brett Ripien being underrated as a prospect. He's been hot and cold throughout his career. But this season, it seems like his footwork and touch on anticipatory throws is night and day. And got a scroll. What are our thoughts on him currently? He's another small quarterback who doesn't have a big arm. And he also plays for the, what even conference is that? Mountain West is what they're in right now. So he's not a guy that is going to be on radars. We've talked about him a lot. Yeah. I just. Do you remember Aaron Murray? Yeah. Georgia? Yep. That's him. Yeah, and even if you went like even more successful than that, he's just he's a jag, I guess you'd yeah. say, a just a guy. He's he hasn't Chase done anything. Daniel. Yeah, I like that comparison. Colt better. McCoy. He's just nothing special about him. Jumps out. Does that make you mad if I call Colt McCoy a jag? Does For, it still like rile you up of like he didn't get a fucking chance in Cleveland and like? No, that doesn't bother me. I mean, he does me. He's sitting on like five million dollars this year. And is a god in Texas. He yeah. is one of the best college football quarterbacks of all time. Do you think he's the most loved Texas quarterback, or do you think Vince is? If, so I don't think people outside of probably Austin and like diehard Texas fans realize that that's a conversation. It is, and it, it there's almost like we should figure out where the line is on like when you were at Texas because Colt McCoy was a freshman, true freshman on the national championship team, right? But he redshirted that year. So, like, the guys that played later, like Shipley, came on, and he talked about how great Colt was. Jamal Charles. Yeah, that's, like, the guy that you need to talk to. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. So I Let's know. just get Jamal on. Let's but Ripien, I think that is, I think the Colt, com, Colt McCoy comparison would be a good one. I'm good at pro player comparisons. That's all I can do. You should do that. For, yeah. yeah for, at, at Justin W. Tarbell. He said, with my two college teams on by this week, 
You have two college teams. What he DM'd me this one was James Madison and the other's Texas. So I okay, okay, I'll allow it. It's like wait, 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 wait a fucking <laughs> second. Yeah, no, it, okay, it makes sense. It's like me saying Pitt State and Texas. Okay, you're you're, Sorry. Good. you're in the clear. My bad, my bad, Justin. With my two college teams up by this week, any team slash games you'd recommend watching that maybe you wouldn't usually get highlighted? I said this off air. Uh, Miami of Ohio at Army. I just like watching Army play. Yeah, it is. It's almost boring at times, but when that offense is hitting, it's good. Yeah. Like if, when I watch the Army Navy game almost every year, last year it was a oh. classic game. Were there three throws that whole game? Yeah. And I think one was actually a forward shovel. I look like, that out game of the was option. in the snow. Yeah. So that, tour that, is, that is a good oh, tailgate oh, tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the game that I had that isn't really being talked about, but it would be Memphis versus Mizzou. I think both those offenses could have some excitement to them. And Drew Locke, who is very hated by some of the hosts of this podcast. All of them. He needs a big game. Yeah. And maybe Memphis can do it. I also really like Brady White because I watched the Elite 11 stuff. Oh, yeah. And he was one of those guys that really did a pretty damn good job there and just never got a a good look at Arizona State, so he's moved on, and now he gets to play for Memphis. Speaking of Army-Navy, Houston at Navy. Yeah, that was another game that yeah. I was looking at, too. That would be a good one. And if you're a Texas fan, you you know maybe you get to catch that one on TV since it's a Houston game. Yeah. Oh, Houston. Man, Army-Navy would be fun next year. Who do you root for in that one? Army. Yeah, go Army, Army Navy. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. And that that's, was, a, that's another that rival. Though, that, like, you almost you have to choose a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I'm an American. Nope. Nope. Yeah, you got to pick one. Which is weird because, like, when I was in high school, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, I wanted to join the Navy, then had my girlfriend pregnant. So it's like, had that happened, I would be a Navy fan. But because it didn't, I root for Army because our dad was in the Army. And I've just always rooted for Army because dad went there and their uniforms are better. Yeah, they they are better. Uh, At Mike Spencer, if we redrafted the 2017 running backs, what would the order be for Fournette, Cook, McCaffrey, Kamara, Hunt, and James Conner. That's a tough one. I think I would still go with Fournette first. Even I, with the injuries, like he's still the most talented, right? And I think that his is the most sustainable. I would take Kamara second. I would too. I would have him. And he might end up being like the guy that is the best. Would you still take McCaffrey third and just be like, he's not a running back? He's an offensive player. Yeah, you almost you have to pair him with another running back. Yeah. And just like label him a weapon. He's like Reggie Bush. I, the guy caught like 90 passes last year. But I don't you see what Kareem Hunt was able to do as a as a rookie. Yeah. Was very impressive. This year I think it's almost like a sophomore slump, but he could still be a guy like Todd Gurley who has an amazing third year. Yeah, and with Dalvin Cook, he's also been hurt a lot. James Conner, I, I tell you this every time, every Sunday, I feel like I say this to you. He does not look like the same human being as we saw at Pitt. He is slimmed down. He's quick. He's quicker. He looks very, very good. No way we could have seen this coming, I think. And it's maybe we should have because it's the Steelers and they did the same shit to Le'Veon Bell. But right, they took a, this big back. 230. Uh-huh. And they're Chubby turning kid. him to this complete runner and pass catcher, yeah. too. And I love it for him. Like, his story, Oh yeah, to be able to do it in Pittsburgh is amazing. I honestly hope that he takes over as the Steelers running back. Right. I want him to have all the success in the world. Absolutely. Uh, going to the Reddit, well, Brett Mitchell, 17. What are your thoughts on LaVishka Chenault Jr., wide receiver Colorado? Can he be a legit Heisman candidate? Okay, so I'll answer the second question first. Can he be a legit Heisman candidate? No, absolutely not. For one, he is a wide receiver. (laughs) You would have to do some very special things for a very good team to be a receiver and a Heisman candidate. And two, I love what he can do athletically. He is is 6'2", 220, and he is fast. I think he's only a true sophomore, though. Maybe he had like a redshirt year in there, but I think this is his second year playing. So he's kind of a guy that we would watch maybe next year, but I think he could be special. And he's done some great things already for that Colorado offense. You've highlighted him before as like a stock up or a game ball player, I believe, where, you know, he he definitely had a huge impact and has been a standout guy. He had a, I wish I could remember which game it was. He had a huge catch. uh, Was it Washington? No, Nebraska is where he went off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colorado State, he had a great game. I mean, he's put together very solid performances. 
He's a little banged up right now, but uh, you're right, man. He is a, a dynamic player. So I think he's someone we'll be watching for future drafts, um, but it, definitely not going to win a Heisman. No. And just Larry Fitzgerald didn't win the Heisman. Yeah, Randy Moss right. didn't win the Heisman. Like you, yeah. To win the Heisman, you almost have to be like a punt returner and didn't just hope and pray that no quarterback does anything at all. Yeah, you would have to catch 200 passes, I think, on the Heisman. I'd say 25 touchdowns. I mean, it'd have to be uh, just weird numbers and probably not even in a pass-happy offense. Yeah, like in, not at Hawaii. Right, and not that those teams are probably going to play for anything right. competitive anyway, but you got to be a top team, and you're just you're probably not going to do it at receiver. Yeah. Two Reddit questions from our buddy back, BX Ball for life. Is that basketball? BX probably. Ball. Or BMX? BMX. Ball. Bex ball. Bex ball. It's probably some other sport. Like Sammy says that best ball been very good to me. Uh, who are some guys worth trading assets to move for? not named Bosa, Oliver, and Herbert? None. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think even those guys, I think Bosa might really be the only one that you would want to trade up for. Yeah. I think teams are going to be trading down for quarterback. I expect a move down to get your quarterback first. Yeah, I don't see this as a year where people move up. Really don't. It's just not that type of draft class where uh, we're not going to have four quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 like last year where you panic and you're, oh, shit, we got to get our guy. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And I think you could maybe see, like, say Jonah Williams pans out and people quit talking about him as a guard. And there's a team sitting at number five and the number four team wants a quarterback. Maybe they swap picks just to be safe. Like when the Bears traded one spot for Trubisky. Right. Like that kind of maybe deal. that weird shit happens draft night. But I don't think anybody's going to do it like the Jets did. They're like, we've got to move up so that we can get our quarterback yeah. or we can get our pass rusher. Outside of Bosa, maybe Farrell. If there's a run on pass rushers, I'll somebody you, would I'm trade. I'm actually up. a little down on him. I have not seen. You him. always have like been down on the Clemson guy. Yeah, he's just not super athletic. Yeah, and I still like him. I don't like him as a stand-up rusher. I like him as a four-three rusher, and I just I don't think he's quick enough with I his hands to. Yeah, but I still think he's a great, probably top ten player in this class. He might be. Yeah, he might yeah. be. Uh, so a lot of fans are asking about KJ Hill, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Here's my thing: he's a wide receiver at Ohio State. They manufacture touches for these guys, probably better than anyone in the country. And he's not like your physical receiver. Like no, he's like six foot, right, two hundred pounds. He's not Mike Thomas. Like he's not that guy. He's well, more. And they do throw a lot of those screen passes and things right. like that. And I think part of the reason why everybody's asking about him is he had a phenomenal one-handed catch this past weekend. Like that is great, but you're right. Some of these Ohio State receivers, they just they get the ball in their hands. They yeah. do a very good job. That's why I've told you before, I love the Ohio State offense. If they have an athlete, they will find a way to get the ball in his hands. If it's a screen pass or if it's a handoff on some jet motion— they will get it to their guys. And a lot of those aren't far throws, but they get big yards. And he went off against Minnesota. Like, I'll give him oh, yeah, Nine catches, two touchdowns, 187 yards. But you look at the rest of his year, he really didn't do anything against Penn State. No. He went off against TCU. Kind of. Yeah. He didn't so, have 100 yards. And, and a lot like, of it is his quarterback. And this is what happens in college football. A guy has one big game, and everybody's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wait. But I, I would say he's on the radar. Like anytime you go off like that in a big game and you make a big play, it shows that you have some skill. Minnesota. You just, yeah, you got to do it consistently. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, similar vein at, uh, or sorry, on Reddit, Mike Surreal. I don't know how sure. to say his name. Who's the better prospect between Paris Campbell and KJ Hill? This is an Ohio State question. I definitely like Paris Campbell more. I do too, because he's a guy that I'm still very high on. I think, like we've talked about with this offense, it's a limited pass tree. They're not going to do a whole lot. Yeah. But they'll find a way to get their athletes the ball. And Paris Campbell is that guy. He is incredibly quick. He's got good size. I want to see him work at the combine and these other, uh, like, pro day and see what he can do with route running and how good his hips are and his hands, too. But I think if all that checks out, he is a guy that earlier in the year, I said could be like an Odell Beckham guy. He is a special athlete. 
He's just not asked to do much in this yeah. offense. He's a senior, so hopefully we get a chance to see him in Mobile. That'll be a big, big stage for him, especially this year with our guy Jim Nagy down there going to bring in some good quarterbacks, I think. So uh, a lot of fun, man. This is a good show tonight. Tailgate stories filled it in was. some of the blanks from my memories. And then, you know, hopefully that we can talk to Phil and some of these other guys, and we'll get the rest of those blurry little memories. The rest of memories. the story. As, uh, and then we'll have a tell-all. And... At the um, Pitt State Missouri Southern tailgate, we'll just do a yeah. We'll do a roundtable tell all. Yeah, I'll tell some of the stories that I said earlier. I couldn't tell on the podcast or tweet. Yeah, we've asked, be- had people ask before for like drunk mellow stories that we can't tell on the podcast. tailgate. Well, we can tell them at a at a freaking tailgate. We've had people say they could beat us at beer pong or cornhole or out drink you. And after this LSU weekend. Good luck, buddy. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's not happening. Happen. Not happening. Uh, that's our show for tonight. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Reddit. We're everywhere, basically. We're just in your mind, living rent-free like Baker Mayfield. All right, we'll talk to you guys Monday morning. Me and Mel O'Connor will be back. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.